Welcome to Let's Talk Robotics and wherever you are in the world, I hope you're having a wonderful day and things are going well for you. It's my great pleasure to have not one, but two very capable and formidable women on my show today. Sophie Jarvis is the co-owner of ADDE, which is Andrew Donald Design Engineering based in Bayswater, Melbourne, and Victoria Hogan. Victoria is a recent graduate of Monash University with a double bachelor's degree of industrial design and mechanical engineering honours. Victoria is currently employed as a graduate engineer at ADDE. Sophie, welcome. You're the co-owner as well as the HR manager at the company. Tell us a little bit about your journey, please. Oh, thank you. That sounds like a great introduction. So, <laughs> so I um, left high school and I did not know what I wanted to do with my life. And probably in hindsight, I should have looked back to my grade six earn and learn program that I did where I was the payroll and accounting uh, person for the whole of grade six. Um, but I went through high school and didn't know what I wanted to do. And I ended up enrolling in an arts degree and deferred. My uncle said, come and do some work experience with me. So I've never left my work experience, basically. <laughs> um, but I went back and I did uni for six months and I thought, oh, no, no, this isn't for me. I'm, this isn't what I want to do. I, I wasn't passionate about arts. I wasn't loving and, and I, but I was loving working in a business and earning money and so I was probably very lucky that at the time I had an accountant in the business who had an assistant who was doing a diploma in accounting at Swinburne and she literally one afternoon took me down to Swinburne and enrolled me. <laughs> so I quit uni, I did um, I studied an advanced diploma in accounting uh, at night school and I worked full time um, and then years went on and I took on more responsibility with business which I, I just loved and we had a new general manager who joined the business in 2011 and after a year or two of working together and we bounced really well off each other and he has skills that um, complement my skills and um, he said to me very casually um why, why don't we be business partners and why don't we buy Andrew out and that's what happened <laughs> and um yeah so so we've been in business together for 10 years I love the story it's a bit of the yin and yang because you I wouldn't say you're complete opposites but you are you're we, very different personalities yeah we are and I think that that's actually where the business partnership works really well yeah. um you know we don't try and stand on each other's toes and we're very we're very trusting of each other in our own areas so yeah yeah. So, so ADD is known for bespoke solutions and I had the honour of coming to uh, your factory actually to see what you were doing there. Tell us a little bit about the company and how it started. Yes, yeah, so I'm actually second generation. So my yeah. uncle started the business in 1996 and he actually employed Barry, who's my business partner now. He was a graduate out of university. So we've sort of had this really nice full circle come around. And so we, our niche is off, offering uh, customised solutions. So we take um, new technology and innovative ways of doing things. And we provide um, a special purpose machine um, for manufacturers here. So if you can buy it on Google, go and buy it. Um, but if you can't find it on Google, then you come to us. So it's something that's fast or unique or there's a certain element of, of specialness and we, we thrive on that. That's what, um, that's what we do. And typically it would be a one-off solution? Absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, all yeah. Right. So all, everything is customised. We build every design in-house. Uh, we have 
uh, controls, electrical, mechanical engineers, and then we have a production team uh, and then we build it in-house as well. So um, fitters, electricians, uh, welders, we bring it all together here. A gamut of skills. So talk to us a little bit about how COVID uh, has impacted your business. Yeah, so we're project-based, which, so when COVID first hit, we thought, oh my goodness, what is this going to do? Because typically in project-based businesses where people are investing significant amounts of money in capital equipment, um, you expect that that stops quickly when something dramatic happens. Um, We were really, and we had a lot of customers that are interstate, so obviously traveling restrictions uh, interstate, uh, we were really worried about. But we actually saw with the restrictions of people being able to go to work, Um, people were looking for new ways of doing things and automation became actually a real priority in in manufacturing environments. So we have been really fortunate that people have, we've expanded our customer base and uh, projects. Um, And so we've we've been really fortunate. The last four or five months, I would say supply has started to really impact us um, and getting to site and and actually, so we've built a whole lot of machines and getting onto site has been a problem, but, you know, resilience and, um, you know, we've had, we've worked with our customers very closely, Um, you know, we've been, we've been really fortunate and I feel very blessed, I feel very lucky um, you know, compared to some other industries and other businesses. Yeah, it is a little bit um, the luck of the draw in, in which industry you have. I mean, um, catering yeah. and hospitality, obviously, we know oh. the devastation there. But I think, and again, this underpins like what the country needs is these technical capabilities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I think that people have actually really thought about how they do, do business. I think the resilience that's been shown and, you know, hospitality, yeah, was really hardly hit. But I've been amazed at how well people have adapted and, you know, even people not being able to manufacture, you know, having manufacturing facilities or businesses on site, people have really, um, I think, actually taken the time to look at their processes and how they do things and thought, how can we improve this? And, you know, um, staff shortages has, has been a real issue. So automation, um, you know, fills that does fill that um, gap. Yeah. So talking about shortages and things, you've got an absolutely wonderful story to share with us today. And uh, Victoria, you are the (laughs) the star in the story. She is. She is. Um, So so I guess um, we're always looking for good people Mm. because, um, you know, the, the people hold all of our IP within our business. And so... Um, ensuring that we've got a really good culture and really, you know, a really good team of people um, to build the machinery that we build. It takes people, you know, from all different areas and it's a real team process. So we're almost never um, not looking for some, you know, we might not be advertising, but we're almost always looking for who's out there. And part of what we really feel is important as a business is giving back to and, um, you know, encouraging the next generation of engineers and fitters and electricians so we feel strongly that to to do that that um, it's important for them to have be able to do some work experience Mm -hmm. Um, so we tend to take on um, high school students uh, and uh, like intern graduates um, and give them an opportunity so we're actually really proud of our um, our work experience project program that we run for high school students and Victoria um, Main in your tent. So her dad reached out. There was a contact somewhere, and I think 
we, we, we got her to do, one day we got her to do this manic thing and, and, you know, normally we do a day here, a day here, a day here and, you know, it's a week's worth of programs. So Victoria, we give her this pneumatics challenge. Victoria can probably explain it better than me. <laughs> yeah, um, I was asked to um, wire up a PCB and do some very basic programming on it um, just to get a feel for it. Um, this was, yeah, this was the day when I set my control systems, engineering um, tasks. I'd just done CAD design the day before. And this day I was doing this and I was sat down at this PCB and was told to wire it up. It was this, I still remember it vividly, this <laughs> MDF board covered in orange wires and this PCB sitting in the middle and I'm looking at it. And I'm like, well, okay, I've got to figure out how this goes together. Other year 10 work experience students have done this so surely I can too and I'm sitting there and I'm thinking well, this wire is bent this way already so it probably looks like it goes here and I'm figuring it out and I put it all together it takes me maybe 40 minutes to an hour to put together mm -hmm. and then I um I go to the, <laughs> the engineer who's supervising me that day like okay I'm done what's next and I just get this blank look of shock yeah shock because it's supposed to take all day <laughs> So she clearly excelled at her work experience. Um, so the next bit of the story sounds a bit, uh, a, a little bit stalkerish on my part. I will say I was very flattered. Okay, good. So. <laughs> because so what happens is Barry has this tendency at the end of the year to go, ah, oh, a couple of years ago, our work experience student, you know, I wonder if you know when they've completed their VCE. Um, I wonder what they've done and what they're going on. So anyway, the two of us are like, oh, well, Victoria would have finished, you know, this two years down the path. Victoria yeah. will have finished this year. And so I said, oh, I think I've still got her dad's email. So I go back and I Google through my email and, and I find her dad's email. I email, I get a bounce back. He's left me, you know, where he was working. Yeah. So I ring them. You wouldn't happen to have, you know, her father's email address or phone number. Actually, this sounds really bad. You probably can't give it to me. So I'll give you my contact details because I'm trying to get in contact with his daughter. It just gets worse and worse and worse. So, so I, as I explained the situation, I think this guy, either that he felt sorry for me or he wanted to get me off the phone, he passed on my details to Victoria's dad. Yeah, so um, Victoria has done internships with us and um, graduated at the end of last year. So we said, right, come and work full time. It would be our honour. You know what, Safi and Victoria, when Safi told me the story, I was, I just, I thought it was wonderful. I, I could hear my heart going pitter-patter about people who know the value in, in human beings. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and, you know, how you experienced all of this. Yeah, so, um, well, about me, um, as I said earlier, I am a just graduated end of last year, end of 2021, a double degree, double bachelor's of industrial design and mechanical engineering honours. Um, and I got into that degree and I chose that career path because of the work experience that I did here seven and a half years ago now. Like, it's insane when I say it aloud. But um, yeah, to get into this work experience, in year 10, we had um, a careers class. So one lesson a week would be dedicated to, here's how you write a resume, here's how you apply for a job, um, here's how you do subject selection for the next few years, like thinking towards the future and further study or TAFE or whatever you wanted to do. Um, the school really worked hard to get us thinking on that. And I remember we had these posters in the main year 10 corridor and they were almost like bullseye targets. So at the very centre of each poster, at each bullseye, there was a name of a subject that you could do. So maths, 
science, art, drama, anything like that, sport. Um, and then on the outer rings, the subsequent rings, there was what you could do with that. So in the maths, there was engineering. And on the ring behind that, there was mechanical engineering or electrical engineering, and it linked it to different things. And while I went, I love maths, I adore physics, <laughs> engineering's on both of these, the maths and science posters. Huh, maybe I should look into that. So um, I Googled what an engineer was and discovered there was more than one type and thought that, well, mechanical engineering lends itself towards physics. And so I, I'd like to give that a try and um, had to do work experience for year 10, which really paid off clearly. Um, <laughs> and I, I went to my dad and went, hey, dad, do you know any engineers? Um, and he reached out through a contact of a contact and got in touch with ADD and I spent a week here and it just gave me a wonderful perspective not only of mechanical engineering but of the production industry and manufacturing industry and all these different facets of engineering so the fitters the turners the mechanical engineer the control system engineers um and it was just great each day I was being looked after or supervised by a different engineer and doing different projects. And um, I still have, I was taught CAD, um, and I still have this little plaque that I designed and had 3D printed. And yeah, it just, it opened my eyes to all these opportunities that I could do and this future that I could have in this industry. And it set me up. After that, picking subjects for 11 and 12, I ended up picking math methods, math specialist physics, English, and German. Um, so, yeah, it was through that that I was able to pick these and I could look at what university requirements were and what subjects they'd recommend. And so I could go through year 11 and 12, knowing that this is a field I am already vaguely aware of. Year 10, you don't learn yeah. too much, but you don't learn too much about the fine details of the industry, I should specify. But I got a feel for it and I really enjoyed it. And so I went from there into uni and I did my double degree. Interestingly enough, in those five subjects I've listed, I didn't do any art or design subjects, mm -hmm. um, which I realized I actually missed quite a bit. I really enjoy both sides, the technical and the, the creative. Um, so I ended up in year 12 creating a, a folio, a studio folio on the side um, as homework, so to speak, so that when I applied to university, I could apply for this double degree um, and present a folio. And I did the interview for the industrial design course and I successfully got the ATAR I required um, for the engineering requirements. And then I made it into this degree. Mm -hmm. And five years later, um, here I am at the end of it, graduated. And I'm very pleased I picked that double because I understand the creative side now and the technical side and I can bring both of those together. And yeah, I'm, here I am now. <laughs> Listen, oh. first up, listen, congratulations. You're obviously a very driven, disciplined young lady, so kudos yeah. to you. I, I keep on circling back to that first thing that you said, that your teacher, and I don't know if this is something the Department of Education gives, or did your teacher actually draw up this circular with, if you take these subjects, these are the career. Mm. Is that something they did, or is this available to all students? I think it was the Department of Education thing, because it was definitely a well-designed poster it wasn't something yeah. my teachers had drawn up um, <laughs> yeah. but even if students don't have access to those photos or those posters I just recommend googling um, careers for maths and science and looking into that and really 
researching it doesn't have to be too deep but just to yeah. get a feel of what the names of these careers mm. are and mm. what you can do with them look I agree with you but I, I also think that as you said you know year 10 you the world is still you know you still got a lot to learn and yes, you don't know when you make um, career limiting choices just because of you just don't know things and yeah. you know like I, I think you inordinately I actually haven't heard of this and I think it's a I'll try and find it and put it in the show notes because I think it's just a brilliant way of showing you how essential some subjects are and of course you can do it after school you know if you need to but yeah. why make things so difficult for yourself because you you're yeah, ready you know in the next trajectory of things that you need to be doing yeah I agree the other thing I mean I think that work experience can be, you know, if you don't like it, it's just as important to realise that early on too. Um, Do you mind sharing your story of your brother? Because your brother had an interesting, you know, the opposite to Victoria. Uh, My brother um, wanted to go into cybersecurity and was looking into that. And so he organised to do a work experience for a week um, with a... Um, an IT department and working through that and doing that. And a great program had been developed for him. But unfortunately, whether it was miscommunication or something, um, he unfortunately ended up spending the whole week on the call desk. Um, But because he had no qualifications, all he could do was pick up the phone and transfer it to someone else. And at the end of the week, he said, I don't want to do IT or cybersecurity ever again. It just, he didn't enjoy it. So it it really put him off it. Um, But it put him on the path of education which is where he is now um and he's now studying to be a teacher and looked into has done a work experience a placement with a school and absolutely loved it again spent uh this was i think three weeks at the school and just loved teaching and loved learning so yeah work experience um whether it's good or bad it's sort of Mm. helps you figure out what you want to do listen this is a crucial point that you've touched on because of course you realize and to all the students out there when you go to companies that are offering work experience please do realize that the company is actually giving up a very valued resource to Mm -hmm. look after you and make your work experience this is partly where I see part of the problem in industry is that, you know, ADDE has just been absolutely fantastic in it, but other companies literally do not have the time or the money to take a resource away from maybe a team that's already under pressure to look after working. You know, so I I think this is a, there's a huge opportunity for government um, sponsorship to become involved in here that you actually go, you are actually paying for a resource to look after these students that come through to make it a really valuable and worthwhile experience because eventually long term you're going to see it reaping benefits because people are going to make look at your brother Cybersecurity yeah. is absolutely it's red hot today like anyone in yeah. cybersecurity, you could basically write your own check and it, it's just yeah. going to increase but based on an experience at a company that should have known better to put someone you're not a work experience person to answer their phones they can employ their own staff to do that like that's not your job Sophie I see this as a challenge for us we'll take this mm-hmm. offline but there I see there's huge possibility because of course all students need work experience and you know going even once step further career counselors need work experience to come to companies such as yours and go even if it's just the day and go listen when you talk about it this is what these students will be doing because I I think I can safely say there are a lot of career advisors that don't know yeah yeah I I, look I completely agree for the high school students it's probably slightly 
um, harder, I would say, for them because they're younger and, yeah. um, you know, business, it, it really is a risk to take uh, to take on somebody who's, who's young, who's doing it. But, you know, I mean, we've had a really successful story with Victoria and we, we've also done it with interns and great, you know, engineers who are going through their degree at various levels. And, you know, we've been really fortunate that it's given them a taste and us a taste of, you know, what people are like. So we almost do it as a bit of an interviewee, you know. You know, we we actually really gain something out of it as well. And, you know, so so we, we, for us as a small business, it's really, work experience is really valuable. Um, And, you know, we've got as much out of it from probably more from the university students, but you know, yeah. Again, I believe in the the the, the supporting the next generation. So yes, definitely. Yeah. Victoria, so obviously you're a lovely young lady. Gender imbalances in the STEM field. This is an ongoing um, issue, not just in Australia, the rest of the world. How was the experience for you? I'm assuming you would have been. Um, vastly in the minority in your in your degree other girls like how did this influence what did your peer group say when you said no this is the direction you're going in um it's very interesting I didn't quite realize the imbalance so to speak um I was very lucky with my school um, my high school that they encouraged me to do this um my year 12 specialist class only had two people in it and we actually had to virtually link so to speak with another school so that we could have the minimum requirement of six people for a VCE class to actually run. Um, So I was very lucky that my school did that. And I did have to push for that and say, can we please run this class? I really want it for university. Um, But I never really looked at the imbalance as anything major, so to speak. I don't think I'm quite phrasing this right, but I went, I'm good at physics and maths. I'd like to be an engineer, so I became an engineer. Um, I did notice that there weren't many women in my university degree. In my enrollment year, um, Monash very proudly said that they had the highest engineering, female engineering enrollment of 25% of their total students that year, um, which is, I'm proud to be part of that number. But at the same time, um, yeah, it's just, I never looked at the gender imbalance, so to speak. I just kept pushing through because... I believed if I wanted to do it, I could do it. I'm not sure if that's yeah. quite making sense. No, that that's way. fine. No, it's perfect. I, I fully get it. Um, may I ask what high school you went to? Um, I'd rather not disclose oh. it. No, oh, it was, okay. But it was an all-girls school. All-girls school, yeah. Oh, okay, but anyway, kudos to the school. Um, if you're staff there that have facilitated this, like, congratulations and kudos to you. That's what I, I wanted to get across there. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I think I, I've read a paper on this that Girls make these decisions based on their peer groups. They may be very okay. strong. Look, girls are good in humanities anyway because it just comes naturally to us. Like, you know, yeah. like some things just come naturally to the guys. So that's just how it yeah. is. But girls, um, although they may be equally strong or even stronger in, in STEM subjects, they'll go where their peer group is. And it's such a, it's such okay. a weird... Of course, because we we pack animals. Yeah. We want to go where yeah. our friends are. But and these decisions actually get made very early, as young as year five and six. This is where this already happens. Where you go, oh no, my friends going that way. I'm following my friends. So yeah. again, I think this is just testament to your your very.
very strong force of mind of what you want to do and you're going to do it. So again, congratulations. But again, also yeah. that you are a role model for other girls out there and other women to go, this is completely possible. You can do this. Yeah, I think so. And I think that we had it with Victoria and I were talking yesterday about the importance of using your point of difference actually to your advantage. Mm. And I mean, I am not an engineer by my background is not engineering, but I'm running an engineering business. I, you know, it's it's a very male dominated, you know, we've got 35 staff and there's Victoria's our only female engineer. Um, and there's another three, there's including myself, three girls in in admin. So, you know, it's it's a very male dominated, but we offer a point of difference. And so I am a big believer in taking that as a positive. Mm-hmm. Um, and focusing on that as opposed to focusing on the limitations that could be placed on being minority. Yeah. That's, that's uh, it. Listen, Sophie, that's brilliant. And I know what you're going to do. You're going to go on the prowl at some university and you're going to find another female <laughs> engineer and you're going to get her in. And before you know, ADDE will have five female engineers and the, the story just grows. Look, you know, <laughs> that's wait. it. Yeah, I mean, it's doing something you love. So, Barry, uh, your business partner is going to be a speaker at the Generators 2 conference. We're very, very excited about that. Um, Victoria, you're going to be there because I know there's students there that are going to want to. I'm hoping you're going to be there the whole day. Sophie, please, with your blessing, may she come. uh, Of course. I'll definitely be tagging along. Yeah, because you need to come and talk to all these students. And I want to put there, like, what you've done on your chest, like double degree. (laughs) Yes, I agree. Definitely, because we're going to have lots of school kids come through and they're all going to want to know what you've done. And so thank you, Sophie. We may need her the next day as well, but we'll talk about that. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) Sophie, any closing thought for any companies thinking of following your footsteps, um, not just getting women into tech, but the particular way you've done this? Look, I think that doing something that you enjoy and you know we, we try and find out what people enjoy doing because they will be good at that they you know if you enjoy something you'll be passionate about it and so I'm really a big believer in trying to find people's what they want to do because and putting them into roles that are doing that rather than trying to define a role and then find somebody who who fits that mold um, I also, I, I try and employ staff that um, fit our culture and our attitudes um, probably before skill set because I believe if someone has the right attitude, then, um, you know, they can be taught. And, you know, to me, that's, that's everything. We're a big family here and I really, to me, that's, that's really important. You know, what we do here as a business is really rewarding to, you know, stand around on a customer's floor and wave your hands around trying to solve some problems and say, oh, we could put a robot here and we could do this and we could do that. And, you know, you come back and, and, and it becomes an order and it gets designed and it gets manufactured. You see all these parts coming together and, and then to see it in production on a customer's site, that's the thrill that um, all of these guys are doing, you know, yeah. doing the work for. So um, it's definitely passion. They love I, what they do. I couldn't agree with you more in terms of the, the attitude bit because you can't, it's very difficult to 
change people's attitudes if they don't want to, but you can teach them stuff. And exactly, yeah, and it's very subtle, you know, you because how are you going to call someone on out on their attitude? You'd rather just go look, I'm firing you because yeah. you, know, you get into a mind full of other problems. Because if your attitude's not right, like then you just go look, this is just not bigger, yeah, there's bigger problems here. So now, Sophie, I know you don't have a LinkedIn profile and uh, you know, I will have another discussion about this, but should people want to reach out to you, where, where is the best place? Um, uh, you can you can have a look at our, um, uh, look, uh, if, if anyone's interested in the work that we do, so um, we have a YouTube channel, which is uh, Andrew Donald Design Engineering. We have a website. Uh, we do have a LinkedIn page, a business LinkedIn page. And people can reach out to me uh, on email, which is sophie at adde.com.au. Fabulous. Um, Victoria, you're going to be put in charge of sending me the links of all of that. And um, <laughs> as, as our honorary guest here today, you actually have the closing uh, thoughts. So tell me, firstly, for any girls out there, just advice that you can give them based on your experiences. I would encourage them to... This might sound a little cheesy, but not be limited by anything. Just if you can dream it, you can do it. If you are enjoying subjects at school, look into where that can take you and what you can do with that. And don't let someone tell you you can't. I had a few people say, oh, engineering is very difficult. There aren't many women in engineering. Are you sure that's what you want to do? And I went, well, yes, yes, it is. So yeah, chase your dreams. Um, again, very cheesy, but chase your dreams. Um, don't let anyone tell you you can't and just explore the industry, so to speak. Um, look into work experience places like ADDE that can give you an understanding of the industry. And even in university, look into internships. I did several internships up here for over my course and it gave me a deeper understanding of engineering and the different aspects and what I could do as I grew and learned I suppose that's how I I conclude just listen yeah nothing cheesy about your advice I think it's it's eternal and it's very good advice and I'm adding on to that you know you don't need anyone's permission you know go and do what you want to do you think engineering's for you keep the subjects there I always uh, try and advise people just at least keep maths as a subject to year 12 you don't have to get a distinction and just pass it but you know just at least keep a door open for stem careers mm-hmm. thank you for that advice and congratulations i i'm going to be following you now as well i'm going to keep a very <laughs> close eye on you now if thank anyone wants much. if anyone wants to reach you where can they find you um, they can reach out to me through uh, my work email, victoria at adde.com.au. Um, but I'm afraid I'm still in the process of setting up my LinkedIn. So. <laughs> That's, oh, don't take lessons. ADDE thing. <laughs> don't take lessons from Sophie on this. Come to me. I'll help you on this, <laughs> please. So, <laughs> ladies, it's it's been an absolute joy speaking with you both. Congratulations. I think you're doing absolutely wonderful things out there, Sophie, to you and Victoria, honestly. And I so look forward to having you at the conference. I think, you know, you're a walking role model for other girls to come up to and just get some advice on what they're doing. So thank you to you both. You're welcome. Thank you very much. And to our listeners, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Let's Talk Robotics. Um, Enjoy your day wherever you are in the world. And I look forward to your company next week. Cheers.